you are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Teachers are, many of them are just kind of, this is all new. You know, Rochester Public Schools hasn't really had a, a distant learning or a snow day learning plan for whatever reason, and that's fine. And so the work that I've seen paraprofessionals and teachers take on the last week and a half has just been crazy, to be honest with you. I mean, you're, you're creating a plan from essentially nothing and you have five days to do it. So first I'll acknowledge all the teachers. Welcome to a special podcast series here at Echo Church. Lead pastors, Andy and Christy Cass, sit down with some of our local teachers, administrators, and homeschool parents here in Rochester. I just love when I look at all of you that are represented in this conversation, you all inspire Andy and I, and you inspire many, and we all have different strengths and we have different weaknesses and different wheelhouses. And when I just look at people represented at Echo and just people we know in the community. I think we have a lot to learn from each other. No matter what we're doing or how we're going about this, all of our lives look different today. And so I think there's been so much transition and surviving this. And I know I survive off memes and Zoom calls right now. And so we just thought it would be really fun to get together with all of you. I've always kind of been under the the mentality that I'm going to speak to my kids until they almost don't have another question. So I would just, they've, they've been wondering what's going on with this? Like what's happening? Why can't we go to the store? Why, why are you only going? Why are you taking your clothes off when you're coming home to like get in a new outfit? You know, they've had a lot of questions. And so I've just been answering their questions as they've been coming up. We have a kiddo in our household that has severe asthma and so we've always kind of kept our guard up as far as you know RSV and pneumonia and other illnesses but there's a podcast called but why and it's um I don't know if you guys have heard of it before but we listened to it yesterday and it has a lot of really great like scientific information on like what is the coronavirus it's not new this is just a new strand and really nicely and calmly talked through really what's happening, where it came from, you know, why it's affecting an older population. We don't really know right now, but it was a really good, good information to give them without being scary. I think it's, it's hard for me anyway, as a mom to like be sharing information when the threat of my daughter actually being in the hospital and potentially I'm not making it through this. I mean, we know that that's a real possibility. And so, um, giving enough information to satisfy their their thirst, but not to make them scared. I don't think walking in fear is going to help them and definitely doesn't help me. But that's a yeah, that was a podcast that was really helpful, especially to Jocelyn. Imagine that the whole world was suddenly dumped into a swimming pool. Lots of us can swim. Some of us have floaties on our arms. In parentheses, she has... Evidence does suggest that children are more resilient than most to this particular disease. But there are some people who can't swim well and need to be saved. The big challenge is that there aren't enough lifeguards to save everyone and there are too many people in the pool, so it's hard to see who needs help. 
I told her the best thing we can do is to get out of the pool. Just go to our towels and sit down and have a popsicle and reapply our sunscreen. So kind of saying that's why we're staying home is so that they can see who in the pool needs to be helped so that they're not spending their time on people that don't need to be helped. So that's, that was the analogy that I saw. We've done something. It's actually a little show and they're like six minute snippets. It's called Dr. Binox. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's on YouTube and they're not earth shattering or anything like that, but they're just resources with really anything like where does rainwater go? How do you get sick? And obviously he's got one for coronavirus now too. There's actually two of them of what it is and then how to prevent it. And they're just, they're pretty matter of fact and straight to the point. They're cartoonish. I mean, you know, we, like I said, a three-year-old and a five-year-old and they're pretty engaged in it. Our five-year-olds can understand it. It, it might get a little bit boring if it's any, anybody past, you know, seven years old, but uh, for little ones, it's not scary, but it's still to the point of really what it is and, and essentially washing your hands, how to prevent it. I mean, it does walk you through like how it can get into your lungs, and, but it's not in a scary way. It just reinforces that. Just for kids too, I know for ours, you know, being two years old, almost three and seven and 10, a lot of our stuff's been quote unquote canceled in the past couple of weeks. But that, if that keeps happening, I feel, you know, it's, as time goes on, it's like, what is happening? You know, I think the questions are going to be bigger and more consistent. I think too, we're in a special position being in the Rochester area with Mayo and we can highlight that for our kids. And, you know, it's our friends and family that are working on the front lines. We're so fortunate to live in a town where this is literally what we do. And we can spend a significant amount of time, like, praying for the people that we know that are working and, you know, fighting against it and taking care of people. And our town is special for those reasons, you know, and tell our kids that and you know if you're gonna get sick where do you want to be here like you know we're, we're lucky in that regard so important that the teachers the parents the admin everybody we're all on the same page of this is the first time we're doing this so I think of the teachers that are super type one that aren't getting stuff back from their kids right away that are like, oh my goodness, like I, I, I'm not able to get this feedback that in a classroom I have and they want to email the parents and say, hey, why aren't you making your kid do this and get this back to me? And vice versa, the parents that are like, I haven't heard from this teacher in a day, like why haven't I gotten this communication? And so just remembering that we're all doing this for the first time and that the parents need grace from the teachers and the teachers need grace from the parents and that we're all in this together to be doing the absolute best that we can for our kids while all trying to stay healthy and emotionally and just spiritually healthy and sane while we're all kind of trapped in our houses. What we've kind of helped the teachers try and wrap their head around is, is what everyone is really saying, but just kind of reiterating is go slow. The message that I've given is this, is don't try and bring a classroom into the home because the home is not a classroom. As an educator, it's so... I think natural for us to feel like not necessarily that we have all the answers when it comes to education, but that we have an idea of what's going to take place for the day. I mean, that's why we have plans. That's why we have standards. That's why we have objectives. Now what comes out of that is kind of crazy. 
just to encourage parents, like if they need something to reach out to us teachers, like I'm sitting here, I'm like, I want to know how to help. I want to know how to help. I want to know how to help. And so just encouraging parents to like, it's okay to reach out. It's okay to ask for help because we're all in this. We're all working on this together. So that's just my biggest encouragement is ask if you need something. But I think for us, it's been making sure that we're outside every day. It just helps our mental health and our physical health. But then also, like, it does us a world of good to get in the car and go somewhere. Not in a building or, but to a public park that's open, hiking, whatever that might be for us. That's been, like, our sanity on the weekends. So because our weeks are are already structured, for the most part, we have a six-year-old now who wants attention at all times. So that's a bit of a challenge with the other two who are doing school and are both in a very rigorous program. So they are on the computer and trying to focus and I'm still working part time. And so that's been a challenge having her here and she doesn't really love school. So for me to sit stuff in front of her is is a bit of a challenge. So I'm actually looking forward to having a little bit more guidance from teacher from the teachers next week. But I would just say, I think for us, it's just the physical activity and getting outside and thank the Lord that it's been nice the last, you know, couple of weeks. Because if we were in the midst of January, this would be even tougher mentally, I think, than it is now. I try not to be on my technology as much as I probably am, but it is such a good source of inspiration right now. So the other day, I know me and my kids, we set up a a quote-unquote laser maze in our hallway, when in reality, all it was was just yarn stretched back and forth. And then, so they taped it to both sides of the walls, and then after they were done, they tried to maneuver their way through it. And so we got that idea off the internet, and you know, it took us a good hour, and the kids got to create something and then interact with it. And so that whole process was kind of cool. I think of things like Goldberg machines. I know my son had an assignment where he had to do so many, so many steps, just any kind of learning where they have to use their, their creative thinking is, I think is going to be a huge plus during this time. And, And then just basic things like, Hey, let's learn how to cook dinner or let's teach you how to do laundry. You know, just those basic life skills. I think those are going to be more important than the, um, than the, just the normal, you know, nine to three thirty school things that a lot of kids are doing. I think it's also important right now to stress to kids that like, it's really important to focus on the positives right now. Like, as adults, we get like consumed and by all the fear and anxiety that's going on. But if we can teach our kids to be focusing on those positives and asking them like, how can we add joy to the world right now? And like one thing that I've been doing with my students is I've been doing what I call joy challenges. And like one of them was like to put rainbows and hearts in your windows like that's been going on or write chalk messages on the sidewalk for when people are like walking by or things that can add light to the world and add joy to the world that's still possible with this situation. I think that's uh can be a highlight for them too. No, I think that's great. And I just think it's that daily challenge of 
making a difference and choosing something positive in our new norm. One thing I think is really important right now for those with kids is to give your kids some kind of control over their learning, whether it's the schedule or the order or what they do during the day. I just feel like it's really important for them to have some kind of control over things because there's so much going on right now that they can't control. My son, for example, his basketball season was cut short. His soccer season's about to be canceled completely. Two things that he loves a lot. He get, he can't go to school and hang out with his friends. He can't play with his neighbors. So I just feel like in this time, it is really important that we allow the kids to kind of dictate what the day looks like. Not, not fully, but enough to give them some kind of control in a world where they don't have a lot of it. I think for, for us, we are like the homeschool family who's like never home. And we're like running from this activity to that activity. And it's really kind of forced us to be home and, and really kind of say like, what is um, like, what are we going to rush away from? And what are we going to rush back to? And so as far as like our schedule and, and getting used to being here, um, I'm really trying to embrace like not filling every single moment of every single day with like stuff. Mm. And I'm trying to be really intentional about like, what are we learning and really taking our time to do it. I feel like a lot of times we haven't been very creative because we haven't had the time to do it. And now is just a time to really kind of let the kids and their interests and even my interests, like reclaiming my own education again and saying, what do we want to learn about? What do we want to dig into? What do we, do we want to bake more, cook more? How can we, you know, bring art more into our home? We do a lot of art here and especially like that Easter window thing, the, the painting that we did on the windows. Um, Christy, you guys did that as well. I'm sure a couple of you guys did that too, but that was really fun. And just talking about, like the Easter and and what it means to us and and bringing that through the the school day. But as far as us as homeschoolers, this has really changed our, you know, life too, because a lot of us just aren't home a whole lot and maybe reexamining what we're doing, but also not being, what I want to say is like not uh, a little bit every day is going to go a lot farther than trying to do a whole bunch of stuff one day and then burning out. I think that was a mistake I made when I first started doing homeschooling five years ago is that I planned and prepped and spent so much time thinking about what we wanted to do. And then at the end of the day, I was always so disappointed because we didn't get any of it done. And so um, to actually take the time out and like do the things that really are sparking joy, but to, to take the time and really pour in and like love on your kids. And one thing I'm trying to do right now is like they are so not an inconvenience. And I feel like that is where I'm struggling right now is saying like, I want to do and do and do all this stuff, but like, what's God trying to do right now? And where is he leading us? And what's, you know, how can I show that to my kids? And then those around us, you know, neighbors, how can we be reaching out and chalking their driveways and delivering food to people and taking in other kids if we can under our wing, but just being really intentional and not just checking things off of a box just because they're there. Well, and I really connected with the comment about being flexible. I've really been liking, I mean, day after day of having being at home, family, and then the next day it's we're at home, right? I'd like to have some structure, but then to balance that with being flexible with it too. You know, like I tell the kids, okay, we got to get this and this done every morning, this and this done every afternoon. But then, you know what? 
the last couple days, it's been really nice out. Let's just go play outside because it's awesome. You know, so I've been, maybe that's something I'm learning myself because <laughs> I like the structure because I think that helps us get through these days, but then to be flexible with it too of like, it's a great day. Let's just go outside. Something's been kind of fun for us just to get learning going and not to be like too hard worky is we've just been kind of, kind of like a passion project. I think they'd call it at school. So like it's spring and the birds are out and none of us know anything about birds. So we are all trying to research a little something about birds. I bought a $9 book off of Amazon. And so every day we go out for a walk in the morning with the dog and we'll read a little bit. And Natalie, she kind of took it on herself. That's my oldest, my fourth grader. She's been reading this book. She's been taking notes. I'm like, okay, today, Natalie, chickadees. Tell us something about chickadees. We'll pull it up on YouTube, listen to some of the calls. So as we go for a walk, we'll kind of like be on the lookout for that. That's been really fun. So I don't know, just that balance of, okay, let's do a little bit of reading, a little bit of math in the morning, but then, hey, it's a nice day. Let's just go play. Getting outside has been a definite game changer for the moods in our home. I hope you are loving all of these creative and innovative ideas on how to use what is within your homes, how to be present when you can, and to see the beauty in simplicity. I know for me as a mom, it pricked my heart. And I feel like it could prick every parent's heart is how do we show our kids they're not an inconvenience in this season? You know, the reactions or just the stress or the things that are on our plate. I have a lot of things on my plate right now that weren't on there a month ago. For me, I am a checklist person. I'm a type one Enneagram and our characters kind of collide a little bit. I love him to pieces and I could sit and watch him all day and just see his personality and so when he comes up to me and, you know, is looking for me to be more one-on-one with him, that's, it's been good because it's something that I've talked to Mark about wanting to do for how long is to do one-on-one dates with our boys. And this has been a time that has allowed us to do, you know, game time where Mark will take one and I'll take the other and we get to go and, and play separately and get to know them so much better than I think I've ever known them in the last how many years. And it's just been really cool to see the eye contact and they're they just light up like they're looking at me for more than you know about the the laptop screen and stuff so um and taking walks too like has been getting outside when it's been nice out but going one on one with them just to hear what's on their mind and what they're looking forward to what they're scared about it's just really been a good opportunity to to be more one-on-one and more intentional with them i have essentially been on quarantine since december 2nd when i had this one because with two littles, it's very hard to get out of the house by yourself and not have a toddler run away from you and all that jazz. So it's, it's hard sometimes not to view them as an inconvenience, especially when you're trying to get things done, when you're trying to work from home and all of that. And kind of like what Jen was saying, just about being intentional and taking the time with them. Something that I've been trying to do, I've always, I've always tried to be intentional about not being on my phone a lot around my kids. But as we all know it, it's hard. So something that I have been doing, especially since we've started quarantine, is I physically remove my phone from myself. I go put it in a different room. I put it in a different area. And I really give Magnolia, my two-year-old, that intentional time where I am just focused on her, especially if Milo is sleeping, because she just craves that. And like you said, Jen, they just light up. They're just like, wow, like I really have your full attention. And to just give your kids that when you can, 
in this situation that we're all in, when we're working from home, we're trying to keep up our homes. We're trying to, you know, suddenly many of us are doing three meals a day that we're not used to doing. It's a lot. So even if it's just 15 minutes, 30 minutes, that makes such a huge difference. And I've, you learn so much about your kids even in those moments. And I've got to tell you, it's not always fun playing with a two-year-old. A lot of the things she wants to play are really boring. Um, but the more we play, the more I get to kind of see her creativity and see the way her brain works. And it's just, it, you can learn to find the joy in it. And it brings so much joy to your kids to have that time with you. We want to ask you one more question just before we wrap up, just to honor your time is if you're willing to share, what is the biggest lesson you've learned in this season? What has God taught you? I'll share because I think this is, I don't want to say easy for us, but obviously we've been talking a lot about it and um, we just focus on grateful, being grateful for what we have, being grateful, you know, that, that it's an opportunity for us just to reflect more. And that's obviously cliche, but it just helps ground us a little bit. And we, we had a conversation, Nardis and I, going a little bit deeper. And this is really God's, God's work in a good way. If people around the world have prayed to have more time for their kids, more time for family, more time to learn an activity, uh, more time to learn about birds, you know. So to have just that positive lens, A, is healthy for your brain, and, and B, healthy in amongst other ways as a family, just to take a step back and myself, these are things that I've prayed for, you know, to have more time for our kids. Some of you know, you know, Nardis has been very busy for the last three and a half years. And so it's something that we always look forward to. And it just kind of comes back to being grateful. And then specifically, these are things that our, our prayers are being answered right now. It doesn't seem like that if you look at it with a negative lens, but they really are. I'm with my wife. I'm with my kids every single day. If I want to go to the other room, I can, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the truth. I've had to continually remind myself that I'm not the only one going through this. Like it's literally everyone on the planet. And like, how can we extend grace to each other and have grace for myself and like changing those expectations and being flexible, I think is huge. And this is a time of crisis and it's just going to look really different But if we give each other grace and know that people are reacting to this crisis in different ways, like just grace, 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 grace. It's giving us the opportunity to slow down and to focus on our family. And um, I really do think this is a blessing. I, looking back, I think this we're going to look back and actually think that this was good for families in a lot of cases. The other part of it, too, is I want to make sure, for me specifically, I want to make sure that when we go back, when this thing goes away, which it will eventually, and our world goes back to the way it was, I hope people realize that or realize how beneficial it is to slow down, spend time with your family, and not always be caught up in the, you know, I got to make the money, and I, I, I got to have the nice things, and... I got to be here and there. And I've just, I'm not looking at this like it's a bad thing. I mean, yeah, being stuck in home is, is not fun, but I really truly do think this is a blessing. And, and as long as we can learn from this, when things go back to normal and remember this, I think we're all going to be better for it. 
I'm not working from home. I'm at home during a crisis trying to work. And it's just a, that slight wordplay that really changes your mindset too. Like no teacher signed up to be working from home. No parent signed up to be working from home, but we are all at home right now and we're gonna try and do some work. So it, it's just, it's helped save the lens. I don't necessarily adhere to this idea that God is doing this, but he, he did know you would be here at this very moment and he's behind you, he's beside you and in front of you. And I got emotional last night talking to a few people on Zoom too, but we believe in you. Jesus, I thank you for our friends. We thank you for our teachers. We thank you for our homeschool moms. We're all teachers in essence, and so we just thank you for them, period. But thank you for everybody represented on this screen, and we just ask that you'd be with them, you would guide them, you would lead them. I just ask that you would use us as people to influence those that we come in contact with, knowing that there are other teachers, there are other principals, there are other homeschool parents that don't really know how to handle this, and we just ask that your spirit would just, uh, as you move within us, that you would move through us, and that we can be joy, we can be grace, we can be grateful in a culture that doesn't feel like it exactly at this moment. And so please use us and just be honored and praised in Jesus' name. Wow, how great was that? Thank you for the candid, real, and raw conversation. We love hearing from you, your family, and children on how you're getting through these days. If you have yet to join us for one of our online services, Sundays at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m., we are now doing virtual lobbies after each service. We'd also love to connect with you during the week, so feel free to email us at hey at wearetheecho.church. We'd love to hear from you. This episode was produced and mixed by Just Hit Publish Productions. 